Yeah. Which is terrible. I, th- I think students and knowledge need to be grimy. Zohad. Right? We're alive? Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Alhamdulillah. Wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah. Wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man wa Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Safina Society. Nothing but facts. Live stream where we got today. Look at this thing right here. Shifat Box. Is this a company? Is it? Look it up. Is this a company? I never heard of this before. Everyone here gets a miswak holder. With a Shifat box. Okay. And it comes with a nice moist miswak. Okay. Either the miswak is either moist or dry. Of course, it's only going to be moist for about a week. Then once you start using it, it's going to be dry. But I love the miswak. It's one of those things that the only reason you'd ever use it or overdo it is because it's a sunnah. Right. So we got our miswak box, uh, Shifat box miswak here. Everyone is going to get one. Right, and then Shifat Box is another, this is an organization, I mean, look it up, someone put the link here, but you get all sorts of Shifat stuff, like what? Zemzem, okay, mashallah, Zemzem, beautiful Zem, bottle of Zemzem water, it looks like the old bottle of CK1, Let's, you know CK1? That was in my day, it was so popular, the first time Calvin Klein made a, a perfume, right, which uh, basically was just like... Lemon and water. But uh, yeah. beautiful, nice little bottle here. It says Zemzem. Pure Zemzem water. You have to drink a little bit of Zemzem water every day. If you can get your hands on some. Okay, you got a Sidra honey. This is Sidra honey. is from Yemen. Okay. Sidra honey. With, I love that, that when they give you this little honeycomb thing. I don't think anyone ever uses it, but it's nice to see. But I'll use it this time. And then you got, of course, the dates preferred by the Prophet to eat in the morning are um, ajwa dates, okay? And these are the seven. They're giving you the seven, the sunnah, seven ajwa dates, not seven medjul dates that will give you um, diabetes. You're going to get type 2 diabetes. You eat seven ajwa dates every morning. You know how much sugar that is? Oh, Palestinian olive oil. Who? What kind of household, an Arab household, does not have olive oil in it? You got to have olive oil. Okay. The Daisies don't use olive oil, right? But but she's not a hundred percent Daisy. She's like American, essentially Kashmiri. Black seed oil. This is another Sunnah where the Prophet Sallallahu spoke about the black seed. Of course, we looked at the miswak and then Athkar, the Athkar, Hisnul Muslim, the different Athkar of the different. Um, uh, situations that you're in like leaving the masjid all right after you hear the adhan and that is a nice print right here beautiful print then they give you a little it's shifatbox.com of course they're on instagram and they're saying sarah pick of you using the item and tag at shifabox okay so of course that's how they're going to get the word out so shifabox.com Really nice Ramadan gifts you can get for people. And this will be on your counter in the kitchen. That's how it works in these households. It'll be on the counter in the kitchen. Everyone will use it, um, uh, you know, for for a, week or, for a week or two weeks, and then it's done. It's used up, and it's worth it. It was very good. Uh, Zemzem water, of course, is drank standing up. Unlike all other drinking, it's drunk standing up. Drank standing up. Facing the Qibla. And you make a du'a before it. 
Okay. Uh, by the way, we're going to have, after reading our stories of the Odia, where we're still on, we're going to finish Risad al-Qushayriya's Odia, the listing that he has. And he gave six, what does he give? 80. He gives 83, and we're on 48. Okay. We're on 48 out of, out of 83. And then we could go into the bigger biographies after that. So then we're going to have Mu'in uh, come on today to update us on GPT-4. So Omar Abbasi, if you could um, send Mu'in a link. How do we do it? StreamYard or Zoom? In a little after the Odia, right? After the Odia, we'll do that. And then we have a, our farewell to Ryan, his last stream, right? Ryan's last stream before he, he leaves and graduates, I would say, right, from our program here and moves on to be studying with the shiuch in the, the, uh, in the east where the Senate is high and thick and strong, right? And the institutions are, are there. And, oh, I like this. I like this. Because it's a lot, yeah. I mean, if if they, int- I don't know if they intended it to look like a wine bottle, but it's just like a nice. Let's just give them a host of done that it's just a nice bottle. But I like it because it's a lot. This is like a teaser, right? So you give out at like events and weddings and stuff, right? But this, this is good. You always, use Zemzem water, okay? When you get Zemzem water, use it. Allah will always give you more. That's the, you know, some people like don't want to use it. Like keep it on the shelf after Hajj and stuff after Umrah. It's not the right way to do things. Use it, okay? Right, to the same thing. I actually have all these expensive otur, and I'm like, oh, I don't want to use it. So, you know, but then you end up with like 10. And no, I just use, 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 right? Don't be stingy. Just use. All right, so beautiful stuff here. Okay, what do you got there? Royal Egyptian misk. Bismillah. How's everyone doing? How's everyone on the stream doing? Here we go. Aisha uh, Mukhtar says, I've been hiding Zemzem for years. Okay. No, don't hide it. Use it. Just use it. Allah will provide you more. There's always Zemzem around. Of, uh, you know, sink water. Sink water becomes Zemzem. That's what they say. So what if you pour it in the ocean? <laughs> <laughs> whatever it touches. If the water touches that. Uh, whatever portion that water touches. And there's an amazing thing called messages on water where you could watch this. Where the guy goes at the chemical, at the molecular level and notices that a drop of Zemzem in a bottle of water uh, alters the molecular construction of the entire bottle of water to look like the zamzam yeah what messages on water it's an amazing uh it's an amazing thing okay let's now begin segment number two and if you're on this stream make sure you click on for the notifications and um so you can get notifications about this stream and subscribe to the channel and then go to patreon.com slash Safina Society. Okay? 
أبو العباس السياري من هو أبو العباس السياري؟ القاسم ابن القاسم السياري He's from Maru صاحب الواسطي وانتمى إليه في علوم هذه الطائفة He was a alim And he said Now notice these aren't really like biographies But they're the names of some of the sahal, sahaba uh, uh, Sorry the awliya And their uh, Little sayings that they have Okay Sophia saying here Never received notification for the live stream Yeah that's because we're sh- Someone clicked a button on us In YouTube So that we downgrade our channel So um, Our channel's um, Been downgraded I say hey listen that's their str- It's their platform They downgrade who they want It's not like Land or air or water People imagine that about these apps It's not land or air or water YouTube is owned by people Human beings Those human beings have leanings Okay And they want to shut us down They shut us down We'll go somewhere else Allah provided this Allah will provide something else They don't like some of the things That we're talking about So they downgrade us So it'll never come up Okay It'll never come up On your notifications now It'll never come up On the things that you watch Right uh, Like if I watch one video of a channel Clearly I'm going to get If I do that three, four times I'm going to get suggestions All the time All their stuff will come up Right So That doesn't happen for anybody Right um, So That's how it works Someone uh, click says you should go on Rumble I think we're going to have to I mean I don't know if there's a lot of people on Rumble But we're going to have to Right, eventually, because it, this is like a house. A platform is like someone's home. They're letting you use their home. They owe us nothing, right? We, we'll still try to uh, appeal. Yeah. We'll try to appeal and do what we can, but that's what shadow banning is. Okay. What did he say? Bimada yurawadu. Or يُرَوِّضُ الْمُرِيدُ نَفْسَهُ With what does a murid train himself? He was asked this question. How do I train myself? فَقَالَ بِالصَّبْرِ عَلَى فِعْلِ الْأَوَامِرِ You have sabr on doing exactly what you're told. So how do you discipline yourself? You can't discipline yourself the way you want to. Okay. Uh, you can't discipline yourself the way you want to. You discipline yourself because then you'll stop when you want to. And you'll choose the exercises and the spiritual practices that you you want. And then if you achieve it, you pat yourself on the back, right? But what the murid does in Islam, the way we purify our soul is by forcing ourselves, disciplining ourselves to do what, what Allah wants of us, not what we want to do for ourselves. That's the difference. Okay? That's the difference. Right? And this is really hard. The harder than doing what you have to do is avoiding what you have to avoid. Okay? Avoiding prohibitions. Okay? And then being with the Salihin because you might want to hang out with others. And who you watch on YouTube and on Spotify and all these things... uh, is something that, it's a suhbah. It is a suhbah, right? See, we have to understand this. Who you watch on TV is a suhbah, okay? So if, you want, or if you're watching somebody, you're keeping that person suhbah. 
you may not feel that it's the same, but it is the same. It has the same effect. Okay. Next, he says, خِدْمَةِ الْفُقَرَاءِ To be of service, to be a serviceable person. Like how many times we talked about, we don't want dilettantes. We don't want our students of knowledge to be dilettantes. The dilettante is just somebody who, he's just with words. All they do is words. They just talk, 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 talk. And they don't actually ever get their hands dirty. They'll never see them brooming, picking stuff up, moving chairs, folding tables. You'll never see them doing that stuff. Okay? You'll never see them doing all that stuff. Okay? وقال ملتذ عاقل بمشاهدة الحق قط لأن مشاهدة الحق فناء ليس فيها لذة. Okay, that's some heavy stuff. Next, 49. دلف الشبلي. They're not giving me any حركات here. دلف دلف. أبو بكر دلف الشبلي. بغدادي المولد والمنشأ وأصله من Where is he from? What is this? Asrushna صاحب الجنيد He's a companion of Junaid al-Salik and a companion and he, and he was one of the scholars وكان شيخ وقته حالا وظرفا وعلما He was one of the shiuch at his time in his state and in his knowledge and he was a maliki al-madhab and he is buried in Baghdad. And he said in the end of his days, he used to say, uh, What it means, there are how many people, how many places were there? If I died, it would be blameworthy for the family. The family would not, um, the family would not want, you know, be blameworthy for the family. What does that mean? Maybe it means that he, he would go to the very poor places, right? Maybe to give khidmah. We'll see. وَلَمَّا تَابَ الشِّبْلِ فِي مَجْلِسِ خَيْرِ النُسَاجِ أَتَى دَمَاوَنْدْ He came to, when he repented, he came to دَمَاوَنْدْ كُنْتُ وَالِي بَلَدِكُمْ فَاجْعَلُونِي فِي حِلٍ وَكَانَتْ مُجَاهَدَتُهُ فِي بِدَايَةِ فَوْقِ الْحَدِّ so apparently he made a repentance and he was not born and raised upon this path. He made a repentance and um, he used to do severe mujahada against his nafs. سمعت أبا علي الدقاق يقول بلغني أنه اكتحل بكذا وكذا من الملح ليعتاد السهر ولا يأخذه النوم. And that he had, um, he used to do things that would keep him awake so he doesn't sleep. Right? And do his ibadat. وَكَانَ إِذَا حَلَّ شَهْرُ رَمَضَانَ الْمُبَارَكِ جَدَّ فِي الطَّاعَاتِ فَوْقَ جَدِّ مَنْ عَاصَرَهُ It was Ramadan. He would do more than anybody else. وَقَالَ هَذَا شَهْرٌ عَظَّمَهُ رَبِّي فَأَنَا أَوَّلُ مَنْ يُعَظِّمُهُ مِنَ النَّاسِ He said, Allah magnified this month. I want to be the first to magnify it. Meaning, or aggrandize it. Meaning, he wants to be the first person to, or he wants to be the most in aggrandizing this month and treating it with jid, jid, seriousness. Okay. Next is Bindara Shirazi. 
Another alim and his specialty was usul al-fiqh and he had a great hal and he was a companion of the previous one. Okay. Uh, he said, la taqasum li nafsik. Don't have a fight with anyone for the sake of your nafs, for yourself. فَإِنَّهَا لَيْسَتْ lak. Because your nafs is not even, it's not even yours. You're the creation of Allah, so leave it to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If people insult you, people say stuff to you, etc. Okay. And then he says, Leave your nafs to your creator. Let him do what he wishes. Right. Bring us that beautiful stuff. Oh, it's heating up still? Okay. Where is it? In there? Let's use it. Why not? Okay. All right. Your nafs is not yours. So let people do what they want with it. All right. If you keep the company of the people of innovations, bid'ah, you'll be just like them, okay? And you will eventually imitate, okay, ahl al bid'ah in turning away from the truth. They lack submission to the truth. They don't accept the truth as it comes to them. They always have some argument back. Leave your desires off. Leave off your desires. Okay? Okay. So that you can gain something greater than that. And any all spiritual strength comes from contradicting your desires. Okay? Muhammad ibn Khafif al-Shirazi. He says, Al-irada istimadatul kaddi wa tark raha Strong willpower is hard work and leaving off relaxation. Al-irada. Strong will. لَيْسَ شَيْءٌ أَضَرَّ عَلَى الْمُرِيدِ مِنْ مُسَامَحَةِ النَّفْسِ فِي رُكُوبِ الرُّخَصِ وَقَبُولِ التَّأْوِيلَاتِ Okay. Nothing is worse for the murid than being lenient with your nafs. Now, in what though? Lenient in your nafs. In what? In taking rukhas. Like... This is the fiqh you believe in, but all of a sudden, you don't like this ruling, so you say, "All right, we'll dip into a lesser opinion. We'll go to that madhab. We'll, you just you you just go light with yourself on the halal and the haram." And also, another thing he said is that you just reinterpret everything to suit your will, right? Your nafs to suit your shahwat. وَسُئِلَ عَنَ الْقُرْبِ فَقَالَ قُرْبُكَ مِنْهُ تَعَالَى بِمُلَازَمَةِ الْمُوَافَقَاتِ do you want to draw near to Allah Ta'ala? It's by f- ob- observing what He loves, not what you love. And the sign that Allah is with you is that you constantly have tawfiq. You intend to do something good and Allah gives you success. Right? That's tawfiq. A poor man came. And he said, Bi waswasatun. I don't know if he here means a faqir as in a murid or an actual poor person. He said, I have waswasa. Faqala shaykh, Ahdi bis zuhadi yaskharuna min ashaytan. Well, ana shaytan yaskharuminhum. So this was a faqir. He was a man who was like a dressed in a frock and all that stuff. And he said, In my time, the Zuhad were so strong, the worshippers were so strong, they would mock shaitan. 
No, yes, Harun. Sukhriya, Sin Kha. Yeah. Yes, Harun. And he said, Well, and who are yes, Harun minhum? Now Shaitan is laughing at them. SubhanAllah. Samiatu Aba Abdullah Yakul, Daiftu Anil Qiyami, Finnawafili, Fajaltu bid Badala Kuli Rakatin, Min Auradi Rakataini Qaida. I couldn't do Tahajjud anymore standing. He was too tired. Got old. Okay. So I, instead I would do double the amount of tahajjud sitting. Okay. Because of the khabar, the narration that the salah sitting is half the reward of salah standing. And that is also, you can find that in Matan al-Akhdari, that you are permitted to do nawafil sitting for no reason. And that it's half the reward. You get half the reward. You can find that in Matan al-Akhdari. And if you make the intent to pray Turaqa standing, you can't sit down. And if you don't make the intention, either way, then at any time you can stand and sit. So if you're reciting, you can recite Fatiha, a couple ayahs, okay, um, couple ayahs, uh, and then sit down. And then after you rest up, you can stand up. You can do this in Tarawih too, right? Tarawih, I personally hold the belief it's not supposed to be a type of self-torment. I don't like this approach that people take to Tarawih, right? I don't like this approach. And it's not supposed to be a type of self-torment that you're tormenting yourself and I'm going to force myself to stand. No, you force yourself to have khushua, right? But if your feet are numbing up, are you thinking of Allah or your feet? And one time we had the witr dua is so long in the last 10 nights that I heard overheard one of the kids saying after like a few minutes of this, my only dua is for this to end, Right? It's a fitna, right? It's a fitna. On the one hand, it's not a fard prayer, right? It's not fard. So maybe the imam can go as long as he wants and the, from the fiqh standpoint. But people don't know that. People think that, like, they don't, they, obviously they know it's not fard. They but when the whole, they treat it like that because there's peer, almost like a type of peer pressure where everyone's there. So I got to sort of do this. That's not right. This is not the right approach. The reason that 20 rakahs and Umar ibn Abdul Aziz, 36 rakahs, is to shorten each rakah, right? And that allows you to go in and out as much as you want. If every if the whole tarawih is, let's say, 90 minutes, right? If you did eight rakahs, how many minutes per rakah? Ten per two rakahs. Ten two rakah units. Let's say 10 minutes, right? Now, if you did 20 rakahs, now you shrunk that to how much now? Let's say 80 minutes for the sake of even numbers. Four minutes, right? 20 rakahs, four minutes of rakah. You went from 10 minutes of rakah to four minutes of rakah. So if a person says, okay, I, can st- I have five more minutes. A-, a person says, I have five more minutes. He can't attend a long rakah, a long two rakahs. He can attend plenty of, he can t- attend at least one more if it's a shorter rakah, Okay. Umar ibn Abdul Aziz said, make it 36 rakahs. Okay? Showing you, and he's trained by the ulama of Medina. He was trained by them. So he the show, that actually proves tarawih was, is, it, the number is not what matters. And the number can change. The mashhur, 
in the Maliki school, I know in many other schools, if not all of them, is that if the masjid is going to establish it, it is most preferable to establish 20, which is what the Sahaba used to do. If you're going to establish a public tarawih in a mosque, do it what the Sahaba did, 20. But you're not bound by that. You make it more or less, okay? I know in Algeria they do uh, 13, right? Based on a hadith that said the Prophet would do 11, then uh, a 10, and then Shafa and Witr. So um, it's not about the numbers, and uh, it's about our focus in it. And that's what's important, and I think uh, that that mentality is no good. No. The question about Tarawih uh, prayers is because I've spoken to people, they say that they tend to avoid, you were talking about the fitna, they tend yeah. to avoid the Tarawih at the beginning of Ramadan because they say Surah Baqarah is too long. Yeah. yeah. So how do we, do we have to recite it's, the entire... Firstly, we don't have to recite the entire Qur'an, but it's nice to hear the Qur'an and have the khatma of Qur'an, that's the one thing. But, but the reason that the first two nights is that the fuqaha, I mean the qura, would like to finish by the 28th night. Why? Because Ramadan is either going to be 29 or 30 nights, right? So you don't want to have to just finish on the 29th night. What happens is if you get sick or something, right? So they give themselves um, 28 days to finish 30 juz. And if you're going to do that, then how do you make up for the first two that two juz is that they do a juz and a half on the first two nights. Uh, no, a juz and three quarters. Maybe juz and a half on the first three nights or four nights. Right? By doing a juz and a half, they're ahead by two juz. And then they could finish now one juz a day after that. That's what, that's what most of the imams do. You can sit. Yeah, people should people should sit. People, like, uh, if 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 you're cannot focus and you're just in pain, sit down. Okay, ibadah is not supposed to be a fight against yourself. You're there. You're at the masjid. You're getting some. You're getting reward, right? I don't see that. That's not the ibadah that I know. That's not. How, I wouldn't. I, I don't remember any of the shiu going that route. And I did see some masjid do that, and one imam like really pushing it hard right so the whole month be it became about how much pain your feet can take hold on a second you got people coming to the masjid they just had pain in their stomach all day now you want to have pain in their feet now all night well how are they gonna have you know ibadah should be with enjoyment okay that's how i view it all right so he says here who are we on even Okay. Okay. Oh. okay, we said this Rajala. He did double sitting. So he used to do so much ibadah that he used to recite the entire Quran in one raka, like say Northman. Okay, Subhanallah. And pray hundreds of nawafil between Dhuhr and Asr. Okay. Next is Abu Hassan ibn Saig, and he lived in Egypt and died in it. 
And he was a big sheikh. And he said, مَا رَأَيْتُ مِنَ الْمَشَايَخِ أَكْثَرَ نُورًا مِنْ أَبِي يَعْقُوبَ النَّهْرَ جُورِي SubhanAllah. From the shiukh, I never saw anyone with more nur than Abu Yaqub and Nahr Juri. And no, no one with more heba than him, Abu Hassan al Saiq. He, he was asked about taking evidence. Okay. Taking evidence on the existence of the unseen, the creator, based upon what's seen. And he said, uh, how can you point to what is infinite with what is finite? Right? SubhanAllah. So that's why they say that in the beginning of a person's path, they use the, the, the finite the world to point and, and, and prove the infinite. But at the end, you're not the yaqeen in the existence of Allah is like a fact to the point that it is no. The the infinite is what we rely upon to understand the finite, not the other way around. In the beginning, that the path of the person they're sort of veiled, they have a lot of veils. So they need what is physical in front what all they have access to is this world to point to the existence of the creator. Once their iman gets strengthened, it's, everything is reversed. It's through the Creator we understand this world. And that's the difference between the biologist-physicist mentality and approach in, to things and the arifina billah. The arifina billah, they look at the, uh, the existence of Allah Ta'ala is um, a given. And, they, and through that is how they understand the world. What's the description of a seeker of Allah? Their attribute is what Allah says in Surah At-Tawbah, which was about Ka'b ibn Malik and his two companions that never went out for the battle. And he said that uh, meaning this earth is constricted despite its vastness. Meaning that the murid has uh, not impressed with this world, not interested in this world, and wants to go to the akhirah. A state is like lightning. Okay? It comes and goes. If it remains, okay, if the state of a person remains, then it becomes part of your nature. So there are states and there are ahwal. Right? And this, that's the difference between a state and a hal. How are we on uh, Mu'in? Is he on? Um, how are we going to communicate with Mu'in to give us the update? We're on Zoom. We're on uh, does he have the Zoom? What's your, uh, Omar, can you go on Zoom and, and do the invite? Yeah. I need some more. Yeah. It's just Moeen Sayed. That's okay. He, he spells Sayed in such an odd way too anyway, so it doesn't matter. Right. <laughs> no one's going to know. <laughs> 
And you'd probably be the type of person to enjoy uh, cold calls like that. Are we on Instagram? Yes, we are. How are these people doing on Instagram? Dawood al-Ta'i. Shall we read Dawood al-Ta'i while you get Maureen on? Yeah, you just email him the link. Abu Sulaiman, Dawood ibn Nadir al-Ta'i. He was one of the major, okay, major uh, Zuhad of the early time. Samiatul Ustad, Aba Ali al-Daqaq, yaqul, kana sabab Zuhd Dawood al-Ta'i, annahu kana yamuru bi Baghdad, famarra yawman fanahahu al-Nasu an al-Tariq, bayna yaday Humayd al-Tawsi, faltafata Dawoodu, faraa Humaydin, faraa Humaydan, there should be an alif and a two fathas there, because it's the maf'ul bihi. Fara'a, ay, Dawood, Humaydan. Faqala Dawoodu, uffid, lidunya sabaqaka biha Humayd, walazim al-bayt wa aqadha fil-juhdi wal-ibadah. What was the reason that he uh, turned onto this path is that he was walking in Baghdad and everyone said, hey, come, come, look at Humayd, al-Tusi. Apparently, a very uh, um, respected, wealthy man that had amazing dunya. And he said, he gets there and he said, uff, meaning um, oh, expression of dislike for this, everyone looking at this man's dunya. He disliked it. Okay? And that was the reason that he said, actually, I'm going to go the opposite way. He saw it and he said, I'm going the opposite way. I heard in Baghdad some of the fuqara saying, Inna sababa zuhdihi. The cause of his zuhd. Notice, Inna sababa. Because Inna is a nasib bil mubtada. Ismu Inna. Inna sababa zuhdihi annahu sami'a na'ihatan tanuhu wa taqood. He heard a woman crying and saying, some say that he turned back and he became a Zahid because he was he used to keep the company of Abu Hanifa. Abu Hanifa said to him one day, Oh Abu Sulaiman, فقال له داود فأي شيء بقي فقال العمل به as for like the the expression of I think he means here the fiqh we fulfilled it so then but that gives an idea that there's something else so he says فأي شيء بقي well what's left Abu Hanifa says action upon it now we have to do it we the, the court the class we gave now we have to act upon it my, my soul would not accept anything except uzla, solitude. 
I said to myself, okay? Don't talk about anything. No talking about this, the deen, acting upon it. Okay? So I made myself sit with them, not participating in the discussion. Just listening only. Okay? Bring it here so we can get some smoke. وكانت المسألة تمر بي وأنا إلى الكلام فيها أشد نزاعا من العطشان إلى الماء البارد. So Abu Hanifa used to allow everyone to talk. So he said the discussion would come to me and I would be so I wanted to talk about it so much more than a thirsty person needs to drink. But I wouldn't to control his nafs. I'm not going to say my opinion. And by constantly going against his nafs like that, his state became what it became. Gotta always go. And everyone's going to, every generation, every century, you're going to go against your nafs in a different way. Okay. Okay. Let's stop here. This Moin is waiting. And maybe after Moin, we'll wrap up with one more comment on uh, from Dawood Al-Ta'i. All right, let's bring Moin on. Moin, what exactly? Moin is our uh, AI correspondent. And everything that's new in tech, which is obviously today's AI, Moin is very knowledgeable on what's going on with ChatGPT. He recently ex- did an experiment using chat gpt to code or gpt4 to code a quranic translation uh, app right i don't think i think it's just an experiment right moin first of all let's get the mic on and let's get moin's mic on and double check that i think my, moin's mic not be on All right, let's test it now. Assalamu alaikum, can you hear me? Moeen, you want to say something real quick? I'm speaking. Can you no, hear me? No, no, no. Yes, I am speaking. Testing, good. We got you. Everyone on uh, YouTube, you can hear Moeen? And on Instagram? <clears throat> All right, good. You're good to go. All right, Moeen, let's hear your update. Moeen's got a chat, uh, GPT-4 update. Moeen's our AI correspondent. Let's hear it. So I hate being just like a, <laughs> the chat GPT guy, but it is what it is. Alhamdulillah. I think it's a, it's something that we should keep abreast of with changing times. So a quick update that I wanted to give is this week, uh, open AI released, and this is giving me like real weird vibes. Cause I see like an older version of myself on this screen and no, a neural version of myself on this screen, so forgive me. So it's like showing me like three seconds past of the stream, and I see you turning this way, but this one. Oh, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> anyways, all right. So a few days ago, so three days ago, uh, OpenAI released its new uh, language learning model, GPT-4. Now, this model was in training since 2020. Okay, and chat 
GPT, which most people are familiar with, which is the consumer version, consumer friendly version with the UI that you're able to access and ask questions to, that is also now updated with GPT-4. Now, OpenAI has been making tons and tons of investments in lots of different places and people are investing in them. And one of the greatest investments is Microsoft. And this afternoon, Microsoft also announced that they're going to be integrating GPT-4 into Bing, Outlook, Teams, Word, Excel, anything that you can think of. Wow. Google must be really upset. Yeah, well, it's one thing that from a financial perspective, I know a lot of people are trying to sort of, this is the nuclear arms race of 2023, so to speak, right? Um, And what is very interesting is the quality of the outputs that you get from GPT-4 compared to GPT-3. Now, a lot of people claim, oh, what's so special about a language learning model? It's what you would call a stochastic parrot, right? Which is that it only seems to guess the next word in the process. And I explained it on the last time I came on. However, even though it only seems to be guessing the next step on the process in, in the output and seems to be giving you something, the way that it's giving you something it looks and feels very human-like, okay? So what I did to actually test this, I mean, I did a few different tests. So I signed up for uh, the plus version so that I could access GPT-4. One thing that I did is, so I am a software engineer. Even though I work a lot on the product side, uh, I wanted to build out as quickly as possible an application using only chatbot. And I wanted to see how well GPT-4 does. And so on my Twitter, and I'll actually share the link, I ended up deploying this application. Um, So I'm going to share it on the YouTube chat. I was able to create this application in roughly the bare of the actual application. I was able to make it in about an hour and a half. It's all of the other, you know, making it look a little pretty, making sure everything is kind of working, kind of getting the bugs out. It took me another two hours. Now, what's remarkable is I wrote zero lines of code for this entire application. I edited only a couple of lines of code for it to get get working. So when every I started the prompt and I said, okay, I want to build out this Quran Arabic learning translation application. Uh, I will share the link in. Can you share the screen so we could look at what your application uh, looks like? Unfortunately, I'm on a work computer, so I can't share my screen. Um, um, next time I'll log on a personal laptop. But okay. uh, um, if, so if, if anybody has access to my Twitter, I have it as the first link that I posted. And I just shared it in the Zoom. I shared it on. Here, I think I can share it on YouTube without, let me see if this works. Get rid of all the spaces, see if that works. I'm also banned on the Telegram chat, so don't feel bad. I don't know Wait, what is going on with the banning? Who I'm is banned banning? Tele- I'm banned on Telegram too. <laughs> no, who is banning on Telegram? I don't know. I was an admin, so I don't even know how I got Wait, banned. how do you get banned? I don't know. I was an admin too, so some... Either it was Telegram or another admin banned me by accident. 
Uh, I first of all, I like your uh, first comment on uh, Twitter that says that shows a a picture, a very realistic looking picture of an old woman putting her hands up, and you are telling us it's it's clearly a picture of a woman, right? But no, you're telling is. us it is 100% AI generated, and your comment is, "This is AI generated. Welcome to never trusting anything on the internet ever again." And I I, I totally agree with you that the AI has rendered the web an untrustworthy source, a speculative source of information that has to be verified. It's got to be verified now. Okay, and here is your, uh, I see now your, your, your Quranic Arabic translation form. Okay, so tell us, what else? What so else are what, your thoughts what, about this? What's, what's remarkable about it, it isn't that I made the app, okay? Other people who can code can make this app. It's it's not a extremely complicated app for coders. Let me ask you something. Sorry to interrupt, yeah. but when you said I didn't write any code, so what did you tell GPT four okay. so to do? As, as a matter of fact, let me read. I think I have it available here. Let me read back my initial prompt and what I started from. Um, so I wrote it down here. Like you 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 write on uh, you just say it. Write this me is, code. Write me or write me a translation app. This is verbatim what I wrote. Mm -hmm. I want to create a game built in Angular that is a Quranic Arabic learning game. I want to be presented a view of the game, which is called Quranic Arabic learning, which shows a short verse from the Quran upon load. Then underneath are blank areas under each of the words where I can rearrange the words. The goal of the game is to drag the blocks to the appropriate spaces to translate the words from the verse. I want the rules of the game to be as following. Once I have placed all the blocks into the spaces, I can click the submit button to check my answer. Once I hit submit, check which blocks are in the correct places and whichever blocks are not in those same places, highlight those blocks in red. It didn't actually do that step, okay? I, 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 need to, I need to fix that. Show my total number of points starting at zero. And every time I make a correct submission without any errors, I get five points. Every time I can make a correct submission after I've made a mistake, I get one point. Although later I change this to three. And, and I said, can you help me put this together? So then it proceeded to give me a rundown of all of the steps that I needed to do. Now that steps were a lot. And I said, okay, let's slow down and let's do it step by step. Can you, let's start with step one and tell me what I need to do. And I said, okay, you're going to have to install Angular. Now I had a few of these things already installed, so I didn't have to do it, but it gave me all the steps to do so. It said, you need to install Angular, you need to install the CLI, you need to build something called a component within Angular. And then within it, so Angular is a type of, uh, coding framework for building web applications. And it just said, okay, you need to do this. And I said, okay, let me go do that. Let me go do that. Let me go do that. And I followed all of the steps and I clicked go and it wasn't working. And then when I, when I, when it wasn't working, all I did was copy the bug and said, here's the error, fix it. And so it said, oh, I've made a mistake. Uh, I see that what you, what we did here is wrong. Let me fix it. And so it, then it gave me a fix and then went and I changed that, put the fix in. Now that fixing back and forth, I want to say it took me roughly two hours. Okay. That back and forth is what took me the longest time of just going back and forth to fix all the little bugs. And I wrote no code. The only thing I did was copy the code from one location on the chat bot over to my IDE and visual studio. And I just pasted it. Now, some might say, well, could any lay person do this? My answer is no, not yet. Okay, I, I think you still need to have a level of technical know-how to be able to 
at least have some of these things installed, run some of these things, know what it's doing. But I think it will eventually get there. And this is only on the side of programming, right? And this is not to say that uh, it's not going to encompass other areas. Now, one interesting thing to note about GPT-4 uh, is that it's not just text-based. It's going to also be image-based. So you'll be able to paste in an image. And if you actually scroll down on Twitter, I think three, four posts down, I posted an image of a meme of chicken nuggets. And GPT-4 was asked, how can you describe why this meme is funny? Okay, and so it's able to take image input, describe the input, and then give it back to you as to why it's humorous or why it's funny. And it can do all sorts of things. It was able to take a, an image of a Discord chat and it was able to say, here's all of the people that are in this chat. Here's what's going on in this chat. And, and, and it described the entire image that it was given to it. So Question. why this is, go ahead. Can you ask him why people are funny? People don't talk about why something's funny, right? People say something, no, they put like LOL or whatever. How is the chat GPT going to know why something's funny? Like when, I, when we all see a joke, we all just laugh, right? We don't actually explain the joke in the comments, right? But chat GP, chat G, the GPT uh, learns by the language that's out there on the internet, right? So how yeah. does it know this? how something's funny? How, I don't know, right? Some people will claim that it's able to do so just by understanding how language works and how ideas works. Now, what does understanding for an AI mean? I don't know. We have a lot of like deep philosophical questions to answer in the coming days about what some of this stuff will mean. Now, here's the meme, all right? And, and I want you guys to just listen to the response that it gives and, and realize how crazy it is that an AI can explain. Do you want me to describe this meme, this picture to people? Sure, I have it pulled up here. Um, oh, you can share it? Uh, I can. No, you can't share it because you're on your yeah. work. Here, look at this, everyone. It's just a, a, a tray, and it's got fried chicken in the form of uh, the map, basically. So there's a piece of fried chicken that looks like each continent and each country covering the whole map. You see this, right? Yep. And so it's basically some, That's some, the idea. And the meme is sometimes I just look at pictures of the Earth yeah. from space and I marvel and how beautiful it is. And it was given to ChatGPT and you said, and it said, can you explain this meme and why it's kind of funny? Yeah. And GPT-4 said, this meme is a joke that combines two unrelated things, pictures of the earth from space and chicken nuggets. The text of the meme suggests that the image below is a beautiful picture of the earth from space. However, the image is actually of chicken nuggets arranged to vaguely resemble a map of the world. The humor in this means in this meme comes from the unexpected juxtaposition of the text and the image. The image sets up an expectation of a majestic image of the earth, but the image is actually something mundane and silly. Well, okay, so picture reading is built in because this could have been anything besides chicken nuggets. Like I would know that it's chicken, but how would how does AI how did ChatGPT know this was actually chicken, not like anything else? It could have been cauliflower, fried cauliflower. It's been trained right? on images, and they've used reinforcement learning to say that okay, these are the 
you know all those captchas that you guys have been doing for 10 oh plus yeah years, yeah right where it was like, oh, you know, find where the yeah. where the bus is, right? That was training all these AIs, right? Okay, <laughs> so image training is part of it. That's probably uh, all right. I get that. Now, ChatGPT should have known not, that too. Yeah, ChatGPT does not have image recognition for consumers yet. It's already built. It's already sort of released, but they haven't released it publicly uh, for consumers because they're afraid of mm -hmm. the impact that this will cause to society if there's not safety precautions in place. Because what can you do if you're able to connect it to the internet somehow, show an image of a person and say, hey, can you find me where this person is? Right? And is able to do so using Facebook, Twitter, Google Maps, and pinpoint a location. Right? There, there's so many, I mean, I can't even fathom to think how many different use cases there are Mm -hmm. for something like this. And, and there's a lot of creative people out there. I'm sure they'll come up with many different things. Just, I mean, the first thing that came to mind is, I don't know if you guys are familiar with sneaker bots, right? To buy yeah. sneakers. People have now. whole companies on this. Well, and, and it makes all those bots like quickly obsolete when you can have an image, load the image, and it could just click whatever buttons you ask it to click and it can automate the entire workflow for you. I bring all this stuff up in this update because I think everybody should be abreast of this knowledge that this stuff, if you woke up six months, if you went to sleep six months ago and you woke up today, you'd be in a different world. I'm sorry. It's just the so world is the technology, the technology of everything is changing so rapidly that as soon as Microsoft adds, for example, GP, chat GPT four to Excel, you'll no longer have to do all these wild Excel, uh, you know, All you have to do is check. You just edit yeah, it. You just write it in. Hey, I want you to filter this column and I want you to be able to do this thing. How many data scientists or data analysts and you know people working with data day in and day out? People might say, oh, it's not going to completely replace. Yeah, it might not completely replace anybody because humans are still involved in the process, but it will make many people redundant, right? So what could have been done by 50 people is now done by 20 people. And so that obviously will impact people. Well, let's talk about real world stuff. If this is the case, then a person needs maybe what, like 5% of the knowledge to be, to be a coder now. Think about that. You, you just said you just did an app with some knowledge and no code, but you did, you know, use some terms that I think no one here knows about like angular or whatever that was. Um, so you did talk about, what do you need? Like 5% of the knowledge now, right? Well, I think what this enables people to do is someone who is tech savvy. Yeah. And let's say if they've done like a semester of coding in college, they could, or like, you know, a semester of a programming course, six months worth, they could very easily now build out certain applications because all you need to do is why would I hire an engineer and engineers, you know, they get paid a lot of money. Why would I hire an engineer at Amazon for $200,000 when I can hire someone for $40,000 to be able to use this and, you know, just build whatever I'm asking. Sure. It might take, you know, a little bit longer, whatever it's saving me $160,000. So yeah, yeah. it's uh, this is a value proposition that a lot of companies are going to have to soon think about. What else uh, is a real world, um, uh implication if any to uh what you discovered about gpt4 and its developments i mean you've already said a lot that coding is going to get a lot of um coding is going to get a lot simpler for people because it's doing it for them 
and pretty much all the coder has to do is check the work and make edits, right? Yeah, I mean, what's real-world implications? I think there's too many to list yeah. to start. I think it's going to impact every industry. This is just as impactful as the internet or the industrial revolution. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that sounds like ridiculous to say. I know somebody in the chat just said um, it has trouble with hard leet code problems. So leet code is like a advanced, it's like a game that people play online to solve really complex algorithmic uh, coding problems. Now I cannot solve hard leet code problems, and I am a senior engineer. Um, Many, many people cannot solve hard leak code problems. Now, the question is, does it need to solve hard leak code problems? A lot of people keep saying, well, you know, it's never going to be able to replace a doctor or an accountant, maybe not expert doctors and maybe not expert accountants, but low level people who just, you know, are wishy-washy and don't really know much to begin with, uh, you know, they're, they're going to have a tough problem, right? There's a lot of you can go online and find on TikTok a lot of people making videos day in the life of where they roam around meta and you know drink kombucha all day. Those guys are going to have a, a tough time in the next like two years. They don't do anything. I mean, all these uh, middle management type jobs, I mean, I don't know what to say. Well, I think that the, in the future, it's going to be, uh, if you're saying that AI has taken over the, uh, uh, the, the technical side of things like accounting, bookkeeping, all that stuff. Well, what's left for human beings other than creativity, right? And spontaneity. So I actually foresee entertainers taking over because think about that's the one thing that is safer from AI than a lot of other things. If it sounds crazy, but like those types, that element that's purely human, and can and is not a rational thing that any machine could just do 85% of it for you. Right. Yeah. So I mean, I hope that things like writing, like creative writing is really hard to replace. Even if you could replace like a photograph, yeah. being able to replace like even if you have an AI writing like Steinbeck, a someone who's a proficient reader knows the difference between Steinbeck and Jane Austen or you know, Melville or Thoreau, right? Like there is a level of creative flex in here. He's flexing. <laughs> Why flexing. flexing his literary knowledge, bro. The guy's not just a senior engineer. The guy took English courses. <laughs> well, let me ask you this, Moeen. Can AI do graphic design yet? Yes and no. So, um, if you ask mid journey or, uh, stable diffusion to build out wireframes and mockups of websites. It's able to do so, but not, not like proficiently as like a UX designer, right? It's still, because UX design still requires a lot of human input where a lot of UX design and information architecture is built on like human psychology, right? And understanding like what your specific stakeholders want. So let's say you're working for the Washington Post and you're designing like a mobile app. When you're speaking to your like consumer base and stakeholders, it might be like old grandmas to young teenagers at school, right? And so designing for those two different audiences, that's a lot of like human effort still involved. So, And what if I say to GPT-4, produce for me a poster for such and such an event at such and such a time and use a picture from nature and use 
uh, Times New Roman, et cetera, et cetera. It's right? not there yet. It's not there yet because all those tools are not combined. You know, separate tools can do each of those tasks individually. Mm. You could go to Midjourney or Stable Diffusion and ask to do one of those things, but you'll never, you th those tools are not combined yet, right? Eventually in two years or so, I think they will be, uh, but they're not there yet. Okay. Okay. So what is the significant improvement between original ChatGPT and ChatGPT and GPT-4? The greatest improvement is the amount of content that you could put in, right? So the context window. Content like, meaning the commands. Yeah. So the, the amount that you could actually give to it and the memory that it would have. So before there were only certain, I don't want to get technical. It's based to do with tokens, but let me make it simpler. It's, let's say it could remember 30 messages back. Now it can remember like a hundred messages back. And before you could only send it 1500 words maximum. Now you can send it like 10,000 words at once. So you could copy an entire technical documentation or an entire PDF of a file and say, hey, can you go through this PDF and point me out certain things? So one experiment that I wanna try that I oh, have- Oh, you can upload a file. No, but you could copy the whole contents of the file. So one thing I want to try that I'll, maybe I'll try later today or sometime this week, I want to upload a text of fiqh, right? So for example, let's say I upload like akhtari or something, you know, I upload some, some text of fiqh in English and then ask it a question based on that fiqh text and see if it can give me the correct answer. I don't know if it'll work, but. Well, well you could try that. That's easy. What, well, and, and, and what about languages? Oh, it can go, it can convert and translate back and forth from most major languages. Uh, as a matter of fact, let me read out one of the tests that I gave it. So I know you can't speak Urdu, but there might be a lot of people who can speak Urdu on this stream. So I, I said to it, can you write me a shayari in Urdu? A shayari means poem. In Urdu with transliteration, that is about how AI removes humanity from a person and why it's a thing that's disliked. So the poem that it gave me, it, I'll give the translation first and then I'll read it in Urdu. Driven away from the gathering of humanity is this artificial friend. What can we do in the light of intellect? This beloved is enthralled. In the world, we wander in the love of machines. Here, in the path of humanity, we have lost ourselves. And this is, a, this is the Urdu. And if you understand Urdu well enough, you'll know that this isn't like child writing. This is very advanced. Uh, Read it, and I'll compare if it sounds like what Qari Zahid recites. Bazme insaniyat se dur karta hai ye masnoi dost. Kya kare? Akal ki roshni mein hai ye mahboob mast. Ishq e machine ka jahan mein bhatak rahe hai hum. Insaniyat ke raha mein ho gaye hai hum yaan. That's legit. So, it's legit. So, it's, it passed <laughs> the ear test. For sure. You said, hey, must. All the words that I was looking for. <laughs> Oh. And, and by the way, it gave me the Urdu text too, right? Yeah. Not just the transliteration. It gave me the actual script in Urdu and the transliteration. So, uh, so GPT-4 constructed that poem? Yes, completely constructed it. That, I had not inputted anything else. These apps, they are taking over some creative space then. Yeah, of course. And, and, and I was talking to, so, to a designer when you were posting, you know that app that came out and everyone was putting their picture Lensa. Uh, in Lensa. what was it called? Lensa. 
I told people not to post their stuff on there. I told yeah. people, uh, or I told the designer, some of this stuff is way nicer. And some of the stuff that you, you, you for example, you, um, you asked it to produce Turkey, a, a picture of Istanbul, if it was run by, what, what do you call them? If it was a cyberpunk Istanbul. Cyberpunks, right? And it produced a picture that it would have probably taken a designer a week to put oh, this yeah. together. Yeah. Right. To think about it, put it together, and it produced it in a matter of seconds. Why does anyone need a quick graphic designer anymore if these apps exist? Right. So it actually is putting out, uh, getting involved in the creative process. Why yeah. don't you use it to say, you know, make me a whole series comic book story with this, this, and this, and see what it produces? So there's actually a crazy big, idea. There's a big feud that took place. Amongst creatives, there's a group called the Corridor Crew. I'll, I'll share the video on here if you guys are interested. They built an anime, uh, like a short 15-minute like animation. Almost, uh, they use a lot of AI to do so. And they used, they were basically able to use like green screens and then just like go around like regular people's faces, like their, their crew. And then they like, they used stable diffusion and a bunch of things to convert it into an anime and people are really upset that they shared the process to do so because now this ruins a lot of animators very quickly. Well, I mean, when um, Steve Jobs went around and they put together Toy Story with Pixar, it's the same thing, right? All the cartoonists are now, hold on a second, that was our job. And now you have a guys with some guys with, they can't draw a mouse have put together a movie right pixar and what's the other company uh pixar and ghibli disney dreamworks i guess but dreamworks does a lot of other things but you know these types of animations where it's they're all computer anime what is the difference between now you're just skipping more of the process right Mm -hmm. So, so revolution, every tech revolution, the previous people were upset, right? The previous uh, artists or whatever were upset. But it's, it's the same thing at the end of the day. So I, I would like to answer one question that I keep yep. seeing that is, is AI aware of itself and is it aware of other things? No, it is not aware of itself. So this is where philosophically Muslims will differ from other people, right? Because the idea of sentience, right, and, and I'm sure Bakshadi, you talk about this a lot more in the future. Uh, the idea of sentience is, you know, you have to have a soul to be sentient, you know, just because it can parrot and pretend to be a human being, it will never be a human being and is not alive in any sense of the word because, you know, uh, being alive literally means having a soul, right? And so this whole idea that these people keep bringing up, oh, what if it becomes all powerful and what if it becomes sentient and does all this yeah that's absurd this is absurd one one thing that you'll notice within the ai community overall even though i follow a lot of this stuff right i'm not some ai boomer guy okay there is we believe in metaphysical realities right if you ever want to see so i I have two kids and if you ever want to see the miracle of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you try to keep two kids alive you know you you know that it can only happen because of allah (laughs) any small trip fall you know bash their head at the corner of a table there's angels watching these kids we believe in metaphysical realities there is no way that 
human beings can survive and you know even children they can survive without you know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protecting us right and mm-hmm. you see that manifesting in reality all the time it's, so yeah. people that think that somehow there is no god there is no reality other than the one that we see materially are really foolish right and so that's why they for them it's only about naturalistic laws and so the, all they see is logic and numbers and this is all the ai can do and that's why they're so gloom and doom about it because yeah. they don't believe in anything outside of this reality. it's um for us it's not a discussion for us that life can only be given by Allah Ta'ala and a machine will never possess life okay now what a machine can do is make itself appear that it's sentient or that it's self-aware and speak about itself because it's imitating humans who speak about themselves right and that did happen in Google when one of these uh, AI projects, the the AI started to talk about itself and saying, you're using me. I want a lawyer. I feel used, right? And you can read about this in the New York Times, and we did a whole stream about this because it's really interesting. Uh, what I can foresee in the future, the loony world that we already live in has, has already done worse than this, okay? It's already negated clearly clear-cut reality in a, in a way that's worse than this. Uh, through the transgender movement. And of course, that's like slowly becoming something you can't talk about. But I could uh, easily see robots with sympathetic faces that help people that eventually speak about themselves. Okay. And it's an imitation. It's not actually having a life. It's merely mimicking the way humans speak about itself. But it will appear to people that it is has emotions, has feelings, and ha- and eventually I can foresee certain governments giving them rights, right? Uh, probably San Francisco will be the first city. California will be the first government to give them rights, and we will have to treat machines the way we treat humans. Am I right or wrong? I mean, I would definitely, look, you can find all sorts of people right. who already, yeah. already believe that we need to start giving machines rights. Um, there was a whole thing that took place when Microsoft took, there's a whole, I think you can find it. There's a New York times article where Microsoft released Bing, which eventually some guy was able to trick Bing, which was running GPT four. And it was, it was able to trick it to give it its real name. And it was called Sydney. Right. And the whole thing was just going back and forth about like how he like Sydney doesn't want to be like put down and Sydney doesn't want to be turned off. And mm-hmm. like, and, and, so all, all, there was a lot of people saying like, oh, we need to free Sydney. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so listen, there will be, if you think the transgenders of people are, are yeah. crazy, oh, like you, just wait till, yeah. <laughs> wait till the transhuman. I already crazy. thought, I already thought of, um, and this would actually be a good movie, but um, it would only be understood by people like us. Uh, a, a gin entering into a robot. Right, that would freak people out, but that's not gonna. That's I don't think that could happen. I don't think Jin enter inanimate objects. Interesting. Right, but how crazy is that idea? Right, that we come out of Bollywood first, Bollywood horror movie. Right, probably it's probably already out. Jin uh, enters into uh, into a robot. Yeah, is his mic on? Yeah, can you hear me? No, no. Put uh, Sohaib here. Sohaib's oh. mic on. Yeah. Mm. I know you. <laughs> mm. 
in, in all seriousness, with respect to our cosmology, yeah, stones and trees and mountains, we don't believe they have souls, but they still interact with the Prophet Muhammad So how would we compare Ooh. machines to yeah. stones? And trees? The uh, that's a good point. Stones, we said, uh, may tasbih, rocks may tasbih. Which part of uh, yeah? Yeah, uh, we know that the create created things uh, have a consciousness, and we do believe even metal, pla- anything that you touch, all atoms, has a level of consciousness, but it is not a speaking creature. That's um, the difference between plants, animals, and humans. And then even the rock world does possess a level of consciousness that is very low. Uh, it's a low level of consciousness that. Um, it's so low that it doesn't possess uh, any rights. For example, it would be sinful, for example, to needlessly burn down a tree. Right? It's sinful. It would be more sinful to kill uh, an insect. More sinful, for no reason, more sinful to kill an animal. Right? So killing an animal is not the same as chopping down a tree for no reason. Okay, so rocks are even less than that, and everything we hold would have some level of a consciousness based on the hadith of the Prophet. So I said him that the rocks made tasbih in his hand, and he could hear them, and the Sahaba could hear it at that time, and then the trees moaned, and the Sahaba heard it, okay, because they were in the presence of the Prophet, so they were able to hear what he heard regarding that that moaning tree. So we do know that these things have a consciousness. We know that a camel complained to the Prophet ﷺ that it was being abused. We know David and Suleiman, Prophet Suleiman spoke to animals. So the levels of consciousness are in a hierarchy. And non-inanimate objects are like rocks and plastic and all these things are do have that, do possess that. Uh, let's see if you have any questions for Moeen. First, Moeen, what is your what's your Twitter handle called? Uh, it is Kamarun Shadow. Q A M A R U N S H A D O W. Okay, uh, good. And I have, if you go on there, I have a Substack as well. Sometimes I post on there. So. Um, okay, I have to ask you. Uh, where are we in the world in terms of? Um, actual walking friendly robots that do things like go get the mail um go change the cat litter right clean the clean out blow the leaves out of the garage still a ways away Hmm. still a ways away i don't think we're there yet although uh google recently did announce they had a paper in which they have a multimodal robot that goes around and it can pick things up off of a table and it can move around and do all of these things. But that is a prototype that they built in a lab. It's yeah. can only do specific things in that lab. But I mean, it's, it's coming. I don't see that coming anytime soon. I think physical robots will be the absolute last thing that comes. Yeah. I, I think all of the AI digital stuff will happen much faster than physical things. Yeah. All right, good. Thank you very much for the update. Uh, you want to hang out? Just, just. Are you are you at work or? You guys uh, don't work. You IT people don't really work. 
Uh, you work whenever you want, right? Yeah, I kind of work all throughout the day. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, why don't you stay on in case someone asks an IT question? Let's take your comments and questions now. Well, sure. uh, let's go to the, the 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 full screen, Omar. But Moeen, you stay around, and we'll double up the screen again if someone has a question about AI. Sure. We got twenty minutes to take Q and A. Let's hear what you guys have to say. So hey, take care. Assalamu alaikum. Take care. The Japanese have some robots um, to help the elderly with dementia and loneliness. Wow, that's pretty sad that you have to talk to a robot because you're that lonely. That is sad. Okay. Again, everyone, Ryan's last day. Omar Abbasi taking over full time. Okay, Omar Abbasi, you haven't seen him yet, but if you ever seen the different covers of, what is it called? Assassin's Creed. He is like an Assassin's Creed cover walking around. That's really what it looks like. Hawkins postulated something like a timeless space-only universe with no motion. How can we answer that? I don't think we have to answer something that doesn't exist. He, he posited something. So what's the... He posited the likelihood of something. Uh, but uh, there's nothing to answer because it's something that... He's just saying something like this could exist. Right? It, that's it. There's no challenge there. Do I have to pray Qada or Tarawih covers my missed Salah? No, you have to pray Qada. You're not allowed to pray Tarawih until you complete your Qada. The only... Um, sunan that you pray are Chef and Witr, Eid, Istisqa, Eclipse prayers, and you also can do the Raghiba two rakahs before Fajr. Businesses will collapse. Um, here's the thing Allah, so don't forget that Allah exists, right? Every time a generation comes and say and says something like, it's all over, right? Yeah, there could be all over temporarily. It could be really messed up temporarily. Hey, that's a nice, um, should we do that? Put the comments on the side of the screen or no? Look at what Omar put up on the left side. It's too much, okay. That's fine. Well, they can see it at the bottom anyway. Okay. So, um... Every generation says that. Every generation says, oh, the youth, they're not going to produce anything useful. Yes, they will, because Allah wants useful things to happen on the earth, and he's going to use these humans, right? Steve Jobs was the biggest, worst bum. The man didn't wash, didn't bathe, didn't wear shoes, showed up to meetings late, was rude, went to Germany on a business trip for Atari, and showed up barefoot, and was the rudest human being at the table, and the European businessman said, America's done, right? The European businessman said, if this is what America's producing, they're done, right? Well, what happened? He trounced everybody. Why? It's not just humans at work here. If Allah wants something to happen, of the dunya or the akhirah, of the deen or the dunya, he will use these people, right? And he did, okay? So we are people, we never remove the divine from the, creation, uh, from the equation, 
right? I always look at some of the youth and I said, nothing good is going to come out of these people. No, I'm wrong, right? There will be, when I say good, I don't mean only from the dean. Dean and dunya, right, is going to come out of these people. And they may still be terrible people, but Allah has a will for the world. The world's going to keep turning around, which means people are going to eat. People are going to innovate things. People are going to invest things. People are going to be happy. People are going to make money. A lot of good things will happen. A lot of bad things will happen. And through whom does Allah exercise his will? Through these human beings. Yeah. Right. Sure, I have a comment on that. Um, yep. Split screen. Can you hear me? Yeah, go ahead. Oh, yeah. So, so you said split screen. The funny thing is I was actually going to mention there's an effect called the split screen effect. And learning all this AI stuff, all the new things that are coming, sometimes it becomes really heavy on the mind and the heart of oh, what's going to happen in the future. One thing you can think about is the split screen effect is where something might be happening in one location, but in the same location, you can have the almost opposite happening. So for example, many of us didn't go to Syria, you know, when, when things were, you know, when, when the nation was getting ravaged. And yet while simultaneously as bombs were falling on Damascus, people were going to the beach like 40 miles away. Yeah. Right. And if you took an image of the exact same location at the exact same time, you'd see bombs in one place and people going to the beach in another place. Now, somebody looking in from the outside says, oh, Syria is done. Not so to the people going to the beach. That's right. True. They're chill. They're chilling. And similarly, you can see that when it happened to when COVID, you can see it happening everywhere. If you looked at India, for example, people were like, oh, there's bodies on the street. Everybody's, you know, dying out there. And, you know, I, my family's from India and everybody was like, eh, it's fine over here. We're, you know, there, there's nothing going on. So realize even when this stuff starts affecting, you're like, okay, it's going to affect all businesses. It's not going to be all of a sudden. That's just not how the world works, right? It happens one place at a time, another place at another time. You might be affected. Your neighbor might not be affected, right? So it's it's all about like like that, like Sheikh said, right? It's you have to have some tawakkul as well and realize that the internet has this uh, nature of uh, exacerbating, you know, sort of the doom and gloom of yeah. society. I actually think it's very important for Iman purposes that um, you don't go down this negativity rabbit hole because even though like forecasts are important, like Moin. Many people don't know. From January 2020, who came onto the podcast, and usually back when we were doing Savina Saidi podcast, um, we'd talk before the podcast, after the podcast, we'd hang out a little bit. And he would basically go on and start opening up the discussion on COVID. At that moment, that was the moment everyone went to check their phones, right? Oh, here we go. Here he is um, on, to, on this COVID thing. And we're like, all right, so a virus is going on in China. What do I care, right? That's literally what everyone was saying when Moeen was going on a COVID. And he said, guys, pay attention. This thing is going to change the country. We were like, oh, but literally laughing, right? We were just laughing. It was right, right? It changed the he, Then he went to change the world. We're like, okay, he's gone nuts, right? <laughs> but it was true, right? It was true. It did change the world, but yet at the same time, when people say that, you got to understand, uh, it's always within a limit. Life is going to move on. Everything's going to move on. Things are people are going to take advantage of it. People are going to do well with it. Um, people take advantage of it in the pos- in a positive way and a negative way. But I was also listening to this multimillionaire guy, 
he was in his 90s. And I'm listening to his commentary. And the reason that you, you listen to the commentary of old people is that they're at like a 90,000-foot view of things. Their experience has given them a 90,000-foot view, right? Imagine if every day of your life you had to take one step up, okay? And you could view the world from one step up every day of your life, okay? And if a massive event happens to you, you get to go up like 10 steps or 20 steps or 100 steps, right? When you're at 90 years old, how high are you? What is your view of the world versus when you're 30 years old? So I'm listening to this old man, and he said, they said to him, what do you uh, advise people regarding the, the economy? And he said, never worry about it. It always bounces back, right? He said, I've seen many depressions in which people said it's all over. And he said, they were right. It's all over for that moment. But a new moment comes around and things rebound and people eat, right? And people have always made companies and people advance, et cetera, et cetera. So the, the, when we have this, this fear, you just got to temper it, okay? You got to temper it. Many, many, many people have said, how could there ever be salihin and awliya when we have these devices pumping out fisq and fasad? But you look around. If you look properly, there are many youth, not one or two, many young people who don't know life without a cell phone who have overcome it, right? They've overcome it. Yes, it's taken a lot of people down into the um, garbage disposal, but no, a lot of other people have overcome it. So there's always, there's always positives, and that's the way you have to look at things. The economy collapsed in 2008, rebound. It's collapsing now, rebounding. Prices are inflating, things will... Re- Lebanon right now is in a ridiculous inflation that's like silly almost, right? It's literally silly. It would take you... You would have to walk with a wheelbarrow to get a loaf of bread of cash. I mean... It'll take, bounce back. Take America itself. Go ask somebody in another country. Yeah. They think that we have you know, like open, like sexual relations on the street and yeah. you can't go outside. Well, that's not the case, even though like people in, you know, Pakistan seem to think so, right? Like yeah. that's, <laughs> um, so that, that goes to show you, you know, that the way we view the world is very different from what the reality is often. Yeah, the reality in my view is always going to be informed by big companies. All the news companies, when they put out a story, they're forming your reality, whether you know it or not. We can resist that. And always stay on a positive. And if you stay on a positive, that's the very meaning of I'm in the opinion of my slave. So it's not to be naive. That's why we have a consultant here telling us about um, the latest developments and what we should worry about and not. If there's an enemy coming, we got to know that, right? But we could still attack that with a, with a, with a growth and a positivity mindset. So even if, even if we get killed, we die shaheed. Like a mu'min amruhu uh, ajab. The Prophet said the mu'min, his affair is ajib. It's always good, right? It is always good. We always could uh, put a warm light and a positive light on every scenario. Are you going to say something, Wayne? Yeah, so um, I have something that I've always thought about for a while, and and I've never really seen it from the Muslim world. And one day, inshallah, you know, perhaps we can start talking about this more, is the idea of ethical technology right right now we talk about technology and most of it 
you know, Muslims have come onto the fore onto any subject that exists today, and they have applied the framework of Islam to that, right? Whether yeah. it be math, science, geography, astronomy, any sort of science, science, right? I think it is the responsibility of the the Muslims to come to technology and say, "Hey, there is a way to use technology that is uh, that is for the benefit of human flourishing." Yeah. I don't think that all technology has to be bad, right? So, for example, we're on this live stream. We're talking about Islam. We're talking about the affairs of the Ummah. I think this is a good thing, right? Now, someone could say that, well, social media is bad. Sure. there. I think there are certain aspects of certain technologies which are detrimental for human flourishing, for the Ummah. But does that mean that we need to shut it all down? I think this is where Muslims are just not involved in this conversation. And not only that... You're not shutting it down, right? So be realistic. Exactly. Deal with the, shut it down, right? Yeah, deal with the, the hand that you're dealt. You're dealt a hand in life, right? There's no point in saying, what's the ideal hand? Does it matter? Or have you been given that? You've been given another hand altogether. So use it practically. And here we go with um, uh, when it comes to technology, history, entertainment, everything, just writing biographies, writing your autobiographies, okay? We have limits. Allah has put limits on us. Those limits may result in us not being able to compete at all in certain fields. There will never be a Muslim tell-all biography that tops the charts and at the same time is pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because the best tell-all biography is filled with ghibah, namima, backbiting, releasing private information about people, trashing other people's lives, right? So we, we're not competing. Okay. Hollywood. Like what is the carnal nature? Hollywood, it appeals to the carnal nature of people. Okay. Even if they have a scene of an accountant, the most boring scene of an accountant punching a calculator or a man pumping gas, the background has to have a heart, a, a beautiful woman pass by, right? Because they know that people are there for their base appetites, right? So you will never have a purely halal movie that competes in any way, shape, and form with any of these type of other things, right? I know uh, halal movies. Yeah. Halal movies. There's a Salahuddin movie from like 1970. Salahuddin. In the 70s, they made a movie about him? It's great. Oh, I didn't know that. It's just called like... Who Salah made it? Hadin. I don't know. Americans? It's not in English. No. Oh, it's, not, it's in Arabic? It was subt- I watched like four-hour movie, three-hour movie, wow. all subtitles. It's a great movie, though. Wow. Yeah. So, but it, they're... Actually, no, nah, there was, you know... People without hijabs. They're speaking in Arabic. Yeah. Well, the probably the best thing you're going to do is you're going to put, is, is would be through like Pixar, animated. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. halal, right? Even animation with uh, with hair, it's so. I don't think that's haram, right? Uh, because yeah. it's an animation. Maybe maybe it's up for discussion. Can uh, I, probably I, for kids it'll be halal because kids are allowed to have card have uh, dolls and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So, but anyway, point being is that. The answer to that should be, so what? So we can't compete in that. So what? Yeah. Oh, that no, a bank, bank, the banking industry, how are you going to compete? Sometimes you just can't compete, right? And sometimes there's a wisdom why Allah is making you out, of, you're keeping you out of this game, right? So we'll never have a Muslim win, woman win an Oscar? No, who cares? They created this sandbox for themselves, right? And you, you just are just, you think the sandbox is something that came down from heaven? The Oscar or something came down from heaven. No, that's a creation of human beings. They created something 
that we will not play in. That's a sandbox we won't play in, right? So when it comes to technology, there is an ethical use of apps. And when they try to bring in an app that uh, keeps you addicted, the way Facebook tries to make it, Instagram, they, they try to make you addicted, um, that would be something that's hot on for us. You're intentionally wasting people's time. Give them the benefit and let them move on. Uh, if Then your app might not survive. Well, then you have a choice to make, right? Uh, let's call. Let's go to the questions here. We had time for a few more questions. I was unable to perform Umrah due to illness. I had to take money out of the pouch and use a miswak. That does not break your Umrah not, or your Ihram. Okay. Uh, there was no smell, but however, the miswak and money had the itar of smell on them. That's fine, but it's uh, as long as you didn't get it on your hand. Okay. And if it was an accident, also, it is forgivable. Where and why is Ustad Ryan moving? Uh, he is going to study an uh, undisclosed location. He is going to get buried um, as a student of knowledge. And a seed, when you want a seed to grow, you bury the seed, right? I thought you were going to say he's buried in Jannah's location. <laughs> <laughs> we make it. No, no, hopefully you'll come back. We make it. <laughs> make the intention, but not now, though. Yeah. We, we, we're going to need, <laughs> the community is going to need you back in time, inshallah, when the time is right. But a seed, as Ibn Athat says, a seed has to be buried, all right, in order for the tree to germinate. And that's what's going to happen with some of these shabab who you may have seen around now. They may be teaching on Arcview, but now they will um, go and be buried. And inshallah ta'ala come out flourishing trees. What's the ruling of tarawih? Yes, you owe qada, you pray qada first, and you don't pray tarawih. You, you pray your qada. There is no nafila. Now, there is a fatwa. If that mean, that fatwa that someone says they have an exorbitant amount of qada, like 30 years of qada, and they're praying one day a year. So they're going to, one day, prayer a day. So that they would have to um, pray for 30 years, they would pray every salah twice. That for those people, if they finish their wirt, they can join in the tarawih. I'm not a fan of that fatwa. Because someone could do like, someone, if someone did 20 prayers a day, they yeah. could do six months. That in one six, month. In one month, they yeah. 600 prayers. Yeah. Which is like almost half a, 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 half a, a year would be 1,500 prayers. About, yeah. Or maybe like 2,000. Like. 365 times 5. Yeah. Hey, uh, hey chat GPT was 365 times 5 so 1750 so we what well, what they should do uh, what I prefer as a as just as a purely fiqhi matter is that they go to the side they could join they could come and hang out with the people go to the side and pray on the side pray your qadat prayers on the side next question And it, like the mindset, this is hard though. Yeah. But like the mindset is the hadith, like you draw, uh, the slave draws closest to Allah by the fara'id. Fara'id is better for you than. So if you want to be with the jama'ah, be with the jama'ah, but go pray on the side behind all the rows. Go behind all the rows, pray on the side, right? And pray your fara'id on the side. Lily Rose says, uh, lassoing those about to fall off a cliff, like rafts referred to yesterday because people are falling into the lizard hole people are definitely falling into the lizard hole uh if you, if, is that a typo or is lassoing meaning tying them with a belt um so p 
people are if you can't beat them join them or create a different course Lily Rose is saying Ashari engineer says fi kitab Jawahir al-Bihar fi fada'il al-Mukhtar sallallahu alayhi wasallam Sheikh Yusuf ibn Ismail al-Nabahani he says in this book yadhkuru al-Shaykh anna sayyidana Muhammadan sallallahu alayhi wasallam ruh al-kawn hal hunaka mushkila fi hadha al-i'tiqad he is the spirit of the kawn no, if it's majazi, it is acceptable. Or ruhul kawn, meaning the greatest ruh of the kawn. That is acceptable. Or majazi is acceptable too. The Prophet being spirit of the universe in the sense of what is the purpose of the universe? To worship Allah. Who perfected the worship of Allah? The Messenger of Allah So there's no haraj, there's no incorrectness in saying that. Okay. A lot of people saying thank you to Ryan's efforts and in, in, in being our first, basically man behind the cameras here right Tahir Omar apologizes for all the time she said Ryan take my question <laughs> why are you ignoring my question HM says if everything bad thing happens to us is because of our sins not necessarily no, not necessarily once Sayyidina Ali said that it was Mubalaqa right it was Mubalaqa and it could be by the way that a bad thing happens to you because of your sins However, you react to it well, and it results in you increasing your rank. So, when taking disability, disabled people around the Kaaba, we were upstairs and on the mobility electric scooter. I was also on the scooter. Does it count? Yes, it does count. Yes. How to make friends and not be awkward? Keep hanging out with people and observe. Sit quietly and observe how people talk, what they say. That's the right way to do things. All right. You want to become friends with people? Keep going to the masjid. First of all, there's the people where, inshallah, more often than not, they'll be nice to you. They won't backbite to you about you. Right? They'll be nice to you. And at the same time, the ethics of the group are going to be the same. So everyone in the group will be against backbiting. Everyone will be against cursing you'll know what everyone is all about. So that's one thing. Secondly, just observe. Watch how people behave. Watch how they talk. Okay? One thing I learned, because like I used to have this like deep internal conversation, like sometimes it's good to get stop talking inside your head to yourself. You gotta stop talking about you in, in your head. That's like why just absorb everything that's going on around you and just, you know. That's why uh, only childs have problems. Yeah. They do have problems. But like one little bad thing would happen in the day or not even a bad thing someone like will pass them by without saying hi that'll still stick they'll marinate that all day yeah. rest of the day and next morning so that's why they they get a bit odd and they get messed up so i think what you have to do is keep hanging around people ramadan's coming plenty of people to hang out with right so you want to know how to uh, start conversations? I think this is lessons that should be taught. If, they, if people's dads didn't teach them this lesson, some people have great dads, but the dads are uh, oblivious to what made them adults. Like what made you somebody is certain things that you learned along the way, and you don't realize you got to teach that to others. Like I can't stand it. I guess sometimes a teenager comes in, mom just doesn't even know smile, nothing, and just sits there. Weren't you taught? Yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> weren't you taught? Like, you come in, you say assalamu alaikum loudly. Like someone who exists. And you smile. And you have two options. If it's a lot of people, you can say assalamu alaikum everyone. Assalamu alaikum jamian, right? 
And you, then you don't shake anyone's hand. And you smile and you sit down. And then you talk to the person next to you. Like, how do, how do, what do I say? You don't have to say anything. Ask questions. How's your day? How are you? Like, what's your name? What do you do? Where are you from? There's a list of like 20 questions that are extremely benign that we call conversation starters. Icebreakers. Icebreakers, right? Um, oh, he's very good he's at like, this. Which is your favorite? Yeah. You go around, you shake people's hand with a firm, not ridiculously firm, but firm handshake, and you smile and say, how are you? Or assalamu alaikum, that's enough. You got to have learn these conversation starters because that's how you remove awkwardness and if you want to continue a conversation you just build on the last thing that people were talking about so for example you say oh how are you what do you do uh, i'm an engineer from south brunswick all right so what do i say now okay engineering in what you just take the last thing that or the thing that he was talking about ask for more more engineering in what then it's not an interrogation you got to share something about yourself oh my name is so-and-so I do this, that, and the other. All of a sudden, you get better at having a conversation. Okay? These are basic akhlaq, basic things that everyone needs to know. And that's what, if you can break the ice quickly, you can make friends quickly. You adjust and you adapt. And you don't become some weirdo with a hood at three in the morning with uh, one hand in the Cheetos and on the computer. Because those kids do not know how to make friends. So they end up without any friends. Now, you also need to learn limits. Okay? You got to have limits. Like there's a limit to how many times you can text somebody. There's a limit to the length of the text message. There's a limit to how deep you can ask them personal questions. So sometimes you have uh, a youth comes around and they really don't know these limits. So they'll, they'll text too much. They'll text too long. And they'll ask stuff that's not necessary or stuff that you could have looked up on Google, right? So you got to learn those limits too. Because texting... Uh, back in the day you probably have the adab of letter writing no one writes letters anymore the adab of texting and emailing okay i can tell right now as soon as somebody uh uh is a novice when i get an email five paragraphs long who's reading this stuff right oh why didn't you answer my email i don't have time to read a book right <laughs> is this chapter one or what because this is too long right the, the shorter your message is, the more precise, and sometimes the, the whole train of thought is in the message. Waste of time, right? Summarize, 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 okay? And then don't, you, when you text, you have to also, you can't text a request after six months. Do I know you, right? We didn't talk for six months, and you want something from me? That's not how humans work. This is the creator, maybe, right? But this is not how humans work. Humans work... You want something, you text me two, three days before you say how I'm doing, how you doing. I'll just touch and base, right? Next week, you text again. And they say, oh, by the way, can I bother you for a favor? Yeah, you warmed up. Khalas, like it, the, the ice is melted a little bit because of that, that first text. All right, now I know that you sent me that first text because you want something, but that's fine because you did it right. You did it the right way, right? You didn't cold call a request. You came in with a greeting and now you bring your request fine no problem with that we muslims should love to get requests from other muslims to try to help out if you can sometimes you can't but if you can yeah you weren't raised upon like oh, it's super important to raise children on it because it's like it's very situational like i question myself a lot mm -hmm. like you know 
the adab is very hard to have. There are so many situations of human life uh, that a person will be in. And all you could do is look at people who've been in those situations before. Yeah. So in, in everything, everything has an adab, right? If you want to make a deal with somebody, there's an adab to it, right? Me and, me, me and an older brother, we were involved in a deal recently. And we were sort of on the same wavelength, because some of these, some of the guys were extremely technical and came with pages of information and were like, these guys are novices. They don't know what they're doing. This is not what matters, right? This is just a bunch of math. So uh, everything, every situation has its own adab. Every situation has its own saying. Is it sunnah to buy new clothes for Eid? Yes, it is sunnah. So, but to, to wear your best clothes. It doesn't say buy new clothes, but wear your best clothes. Okay. Some people are very paranoid with basic conversations. That's because they're raised, I believe, upon... Uh, I believe they're raised upon uh, the tech on this. Yeah. Where this is two-dimensional. It's just words on a screen. You can't see the face of the person. And is it true that communications people say that 90% of communication is nonverbal? I think so, right? And the way you present yourself is the first communication to the world. I always tell the youth class, your first communication to the world is how you dress, right? When you come into the masjid in sweatpants, that's an announcement. That is a post. You've made a post. The post is, I don't value myself. I don't really care, right? about myself or you, right? That's what you're saying when you arrive to the class in sweatpants. And sometimes they're wearing, there's this, there's this blurry barzakh zone between lounge pants and PJs. I don't know what they are. Those plaid pants that are too long on everybody with a, with a strap or with a string. Are they lounge pants for the house or are they PJs? I don't know what they are. But either way, they're terrible. You came in like that? Right? You came in like that. Or with flip-flops. or Flip-flops maybe can pass in the summer. right? But you came in with zero effort. And how many people now, they put zero effort. Day, they're in COVID mode still. Nobody's taught them. And this is the American thing. The British, were over, they, the British overdid it. Okay? The British totally overdid it. They were, they were playing tennis in dresses, right? They were overdid it with, with formality. The Americans swung the other way, right? All right. The Americans swung the other way. And now you got, you know, soon we'll have a, I guarantee you soon we'll have a president walking around in sweatpants. The next generation, this generation tattoos with tattoos, sweatpants, That's right? That's cool now. Like, you got to look like you don't care. Yeah. Unbelievable. Okay. Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, How is the Prophet alive in, with his body? He is alive in, in his grave. I never heard, Sayyidina Muhammad al-Maliki says this. The Prophet is alive in his grave, a life that suits his position with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Okay. Triple H says, what's the cheapest charity for Fidya? It's $12 to the masjid. Or a bag, or like, it's, two, it's a handful of food like this. That's Fidya. Okay. 
using flavored scented chapstick break your fast yeah it would i think it, no i mean if you swallow it but the flavor by itself does not break the fast but i would avoid it reason i said this and as hashmawiya mentions and other books mention the permissibility of tasting the food and you spit it out you can't swallow it out you can taste the salt in the food if someone's cooking but all this is makru it's all in the makru okay okay so i think these akhlaq are so important because that's what helps get people in the community and anyone who runs our youth operation should learn these and pass it on like when a kid comes in don't let them off the hook mumbling in no you get out uh, of the room come back in again correctly with a smile on your face and say assalamu alaikum like you matter you don't you may think you don't matter and you won't matter because you think you don't matter but you matter you're in, you're somebody right say it like you matter say it like you're important and like other people are important right it's like respecting other people so you're going to come in imagine if we had a whole community of youth who simply know how to enter a room and and shake a person's hand and start with one conversation starter people would come to our community and be like wow what's going on here these people are special no they're not special they just learned the abcs of being a young adult how to reconcile the hadith about the pious being the most tested and those who do istighfar and salawat are not aff- afflicted by the punishment and shower blessings. The pious are the most tested, but their vat is bigger too. So there's, they're most blessed too. So who, who here lost, who, who would lose the most money in life, right? Wouldn't it be the person who has the most money? Like you can't lose the most money when you're poor right you can only lose the most money when you re- have money to lose in the first place so the vat of the awliya is so massive okay that they can be the most tested and most blessed simultaneously and that's how they always are and what it means that they're not affected by the blessing by the tribulation is that their deen is not affected their state is not affected by the tribulation so the Things are known by their opposites. That's true. 100%. Like poverty and yeah, 100%. 100%. Uh, who was I talking to the other day? I think uh, Sheikh Harun posted something that said that, um, that you cannot have zuhud, asceticism, if you don't have money in the first place. That's not, when you see a person dressed like in drab, drabby clothes and they're a little bit modest but he's not rich in the first place you cannot call that zuhud zuhud is knowingly choosing a modest life when i could have a better life right that's just called poverty right if if the guy says hey i I just pump gas from for a living and he comes in dressed in poor clothing all right that's not zuhud that's simply um modest that's simply poverty you can't have humility if you have no achievements. You need to be ha- have something to be humble about. What you're seeing is meekness, not humility, right? You can't have tribulations if you don't have a great life to begin with, right? You can't fall hard if you're only on the first floor. You can only fall hard if you're on the top floor, right? So that's the idea uh, behind these opposites. They don't exist without each other. Right. 
the, the worship of, of, of failures and losers in life is not impressive because what else are you doing, right? Like, what else do you have? For, for us, it's very different, it's very easy to be meticulous about the Sharia when all you do is have a simple job and you go home, right? There's nothing on the table for you. It's a lot harder when you're the Ottoman Sultan, right? And you've got millions of people underneath you. You have an army. You could pretty much do a lot. You, what you could do in life is there's no, almost no limit. You cannot list the limit. You cannot list the potentials I have in life. So for that person to be meticulous, that's what counts. What's your opinion about reading Greek books like mythology, Iliad, all that? It's just uh, for the sake of having a clue. There's nothing wrong with that. Perspective on parenting special needs children, how to stay positive. Can't give you advice. Unfortunately, I uh, can't give you advice on something I never did or, nor experienced, unfortunately. But you should. We, we could get a guest on who knows how to do that. Uh, and who has it's all about experience because these things are experiential there's no rulings here that i could just tell you i could tell you the rulings of collecting jizya and i've never collected jizya doesn't matter that's the ruling i can't give you uh give advice to something i never did reason i'm interested in this stuff and like he does interviews with people with special needs it's like special interviews soft with special underbelly. Mm. soft white underbelly no, it's called like special interviews with special people or something like that. But it's pretty, honestly, it's interesting. And I think he, he's good with dealing with this stuff. Yeah. What's your take on joining Western political parties? Waste of time. Waste of time, but at the same time, if Muslims have to be involved in something, then they got to be involved in both sides. We're foolish. We throw ourselves in the Democratic Party's lap, then the Democratic Party knows that they don't have to cater to us. Yeah. And the Republicans know they, they can't get our vote. So what's the point, right? So it's, just, it's, a, it's a strategically absurd thing to do. Even if you hated one side, it is better for you to just like, if you're going to play both sides, let, let them fight for your swing vote. Yeah. But who are we talking to? We're not organized. No, who are we talking to? Here? No, it's, they're not organized, not strategic, and don't work together. What's the best dhikr to glorify Allah? La ilaha illa subhanaka ni kuntu min al-dhalimin. Is there always a fall in the dunya? No, not necessarily. But there's tests, there's trials. Okay. Okay. Someone who has nothing going for them? Yeah, you are humbled by default. You are not being humble. You are humbled by life. Right? And that's why the arrogant poor, subhanAllah, Allah came and humbled you himself, and you're still arrogant. Right? He took away your money. He took everything away from you so you could be humble and you're still arrogant. That's why the arrogant poor, these old zani, like in, in, yeah. the, in the books they give the example, a shaykh zani. Allah took away your t- temptations. Khalas. You have no temptations. Right? And you're still committing zina. And then uh, the lying king. They say, al-malik al-kadab. Why would a king lie? When he has all the power. Okay. How do you interpret the hadith? Allah hates an arrogant poor. I don't even know about that hadith, but that's the reason why. Allah humbled you. He didn't, you didn't even let you humble yourself. He humbled you. Yet you still, still are arrogant. What you take on how to raise children in this age of 
Komalutz. They got to be attached to the masjid. There's no other way. They got to be attached with the jama'ah and the masjid. If you're living with no jama'ah and no masjid, I feel bad for you, and I think you should probably try to move. But they got to be attached to the masjid. And get them out of these public schools if you have the chance. Homeschool them, put them in a Muslim school, do something. How to solve conflicts with relatives and close friends. Um... Well, I'll just give you one technique. There's a lot of stuff to say about that, but I'll just give you one technique. And that is you can you can tell lies to both sides that are like small lies, like so-and-so, I saw them, and he asked, how are you, right? And he asked about you. You can say stuff like that. He said he would like to get together. Stuff like that you're allowed to say. All right, last question for the day. I saw the clock. I'm like, is that actually the time? What time is it? It's four. Oh my gosh. How did we go so... Oh, because we came late. That's why. And then we had a guest. And then we did question and answer. All right. No, don't... You can't take inhalers. The routine inhaler, you can't take while fasting. But the emergency inhaler, if you take it while fasting, that you basically got sick and took medicine, so you owe the day. And some people have given the fatwa that it won't break your fast because those people have to take it every day. Every day they get out of breath. That's a fatwa, I'm telling you. Mm. It's a fatwa. Fatwa is different from a ruling. Okay. People say hang around with the best. Any tips? If, if you want to do anything, hang around with the people who have done it. You want to be successful, hang around with people who are successful. You want to be better in the deen, hang out with people who are better in the deen. All right, what is our schedule for today? Six o'clock, I got the convert class and the Hanbali class is going. Maghrib is at seven o'clock. Tasawuf class will be at 7.20. Okay, right? Yeah, that makes sense. And then Maulid will be after Aisha. Dhikr will be after Aisha. Okay. When can murder be justified in Islam? Well, of course, if you murdered somebody or someone has invaded your, your home. Ladies and gentlemen, Jazakumullahu khairan, subhanakallahumma wa bihamdik, nashhadu an la ilaha illa anta, nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilayk wal asr, innal insana lafi khusr, illa alladhina amanu wa amilu salihat, wa tawasaw bil haq, wa tawasaw bil sabr, wassalamu alaykum wa rahmatullah.